science and making us sung. Rob percussion, tap, they did drum. I ain't DOC, but that's the formula. Cartier's cut to cover the cornea. Pineapple, cush, that's aroma. Her with vegetables like cornucopia. With fruit like the garden eating. The eyes are eating. Especially when your boy is speaking. When I'm thinking, I ain't inking. But somehow, some way the words sinking. That's fruit for thought. I spit fire when the thoughts spark. Ghost writer for high if you need support. I got lies so dope, you don't need to snort. Hello everyone, welcome to ES3N. I am one of your three co-hosts for this evening. I am Richie Donnell, here with my boy Chris Leopold, and our third compadre, Markelio Logic Atkins. How you boys doing? What's good? Doing good, doing good, baby. Tonight we have a special guest with us, my boy Agu Ibanez Baldor. Uh, his new book, Dynasty, just came out. Uh, Agu, tell the listeners a little bit about the book. Tell them where they can find the book and tell them where they can find you. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Um, Richie already gave me a great intro. You know, I feel great right now. I feel warm. Um, I'm not wearing a shirt. I just got, the, you know, the tank on, so you know. Um, the book is Dynasty. Uh, the subtitle basically explains what it is. It's the rise and fall of the greatest teams in NBA history. Uh, basically detail it, anyone that won three titles in a five-year span, how they were built and how they fell apart. And I talk a lot of shit during it, too. So you guys might like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Dynasty on Amazon right now. It's basically the only place you'll find it. It won't be until bookstores until this um, pandemic is over. And it is going well, in my Kindle right now. I'm about to say, I, I absolutely love the cover of this book. I love the content of this book, Goo. You know, I, I, why that, and it lets me start off at a great place, man, right? Dynasties. You know, let's touch on that, man. You talk about it a bit in the book. Could you define a dynasty for us? The easy definition that I brought in the book was if you won three titles in a five-year period, you know, if you're ruling a half decade in the NBA, I figure you are a dynasty. Having about seven, eight times between uh, five or six teams total. Um, but it's also sort of, you know, a long definition would just sort of be a culture within an organization. You know, the best example of that would be the Spurs, man. Not the most championships in the NBA, but 22 straight years of playoffs, 20 straight year, two years of uh, winning seasons, you know, tons of different players going in and out. Only thing there that's still there is Greg Popovich, that ancient man who's doing a great job with the best he can. Um, that's basically what I would say for dynasties right Popovich. now. Popovich. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, mean I, and I he's mentioned Popovich and baby do I love Popovich, right? And Popovich, we trust. I don't, I, I can't imagine why more players aren't trying to get themselves on the Spurs, right? I think we see a lot of that. Now, we talked a bit, now, because uh, you talked about this in a book, and it's one of my favorite stories in basketball. And when we talk about the dynasty that is the Lakers, and for us Midwesterners, it's easier to look at it and go, man, you know, L.A., the West Coast, you know, we may be flyover country, but, you know, but what, people don't understand the Lakers. You go, you know, you you ask kids in the stands today, you go, know, why are they called the Lakers? And, and they, they don't can't know. give you a straight answer. Right. They don't they have know. no idea. So, so I'm waiting for somebody here to tell the story of the Lakers. Yeah, give them a, right. a little knowledge on that, Google. 
Let them know. Well, uh, they started off as the Minneapolis Lakers, you know, which you could have guessed. Um, they named the team after something actually in the state, something that, you know, some teams decide right, to do. Right. <laughs> um, you know, Land of a Thousand Lakes. And and they were great, too. I mean, what, 50s and 60s, they won like six titles. Uh, they weren't officially NBA for a couple of those, so it's not as big as it could be. And little bit of a condition here it was still uh, fully white man's basketball at that time which i'm sure we'd all love to see today you know very exciting and high flying right <laughs> and it was like it was like maybe like 12 teams like minneapolis lakers was playing against like the chicago stacks yep, yep. <laughs> it wasn't the bulls did <laughs> um but, you gotta love those 1970s names like the Stags, right? Yeah, but one thing that kind of stood out to me, Agu, like as I was reading it, was just you know when you think of dynasties, you kind of particularly think of like particular players, yeah. and you kind of came from a whole different perspective, looking at it from like almost like a GM perspective and what it took, even before you know the, those players came in. Um, and I think you used a really good example when you were talking about, you know, you can't just buy a championship right. when you were talking about um, the, the, the Nets situation and how they were trying to essentially buy the, themselves a championship. I think if you can, you know, kind of allude to that and talk to that a little bit, because uh, someone such as myself will look at those championships and just think Michael Jordan, they, you right, know, Magic right, right. Johnson, <laughs> Larry Bird, but his story yeah. behind it. Right, and that's what you definitely get. That it's it's why I could be all right with supporting the Lakers is that Midwest connection right there. You know, we and as a Wisconsin fan, you know Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, we 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 love him. We we understand it. We get what happened. Uh, Thank you for the one championship, right? Of course, seven years before I was born, but right (laughs) would have been nice to see it in my time, and I'm an old man, but still now. More than just now, now we've learned a little bit about the Lakers. We've talked a little bit about the definition of a dynasty. You talked a bit about the Spurs, man. I mean, let's talk modern-day dynasties, right? I I think that there have been a number in the last five years. I feel like the super team has really reappeared. We kind of saw that laxative after the bowl, you know, after Jordan retired and the core broke up. We didn't see the super team for a while. It was a relative. They tried. They tried in, in LA with LA. Gary Payton yes. and Carl Malone, old ass, but it didn't work. I'm about to say, <laughs> trying only doesn't count, does it? Right? They We're caught not. him at the same time when they were trying to catch Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett uh, at the end of their career, too. <laughs> it didn't work. Yeah. Right. Right. And then Brooklyn tried work. to redo it with Joe Johnson. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Man. Oh, man. So that brings me to my, my most recent. So my question to the table, fellas, is, you know, modern day dynasties. Who's got one in the make right now, right? We're looking at the beginning. The preseason has started for what we'll call the 2021 season, right? We're happy to put 2020 in the rear view. Who's got it, guys? Is there a dynasty in the making here? Are the Lakers just get ready to start, right? I mean, we know L went on about the king, the king. Okay, so I, I don't even uh, have to speak any from from there. Uh, I just well, let me, let right, me uh, uh, Goo, Let me ask you this: Tech, So, if <laughs> if the Warriors win it this year, uh, does that is that is this year then included as a part of this recent run under under the theory that you provide in the book? 
So if I Hell were no. right, no, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. I forfeit my time to L. I think he's got the answer for us, man. Uh, <laughs> um, it wouldn't. If I were writing a chapter on him, you know, if I were writing a chapter on him, it would be explained. But it's two years since the last title, the roster makeup. I mean, even if they won this year, it would be without Clay too. You know, it would just be Steph and Dre doing right, those right. guys. Um, I don't think it would qualify. It would be uh, don't yeah, don't like, yeah, it would be like the super most unlikely outcome of this season. And I'd be all for it, honestly. You know, I, it, if it, if they beat the Lakers and Western Conference Finals, and everyone gets to you know put them down a little bit, I don't hate that. I don't hate that scenario. You know, what I'm more saying? power to them. More power to him. That's exactly what I'm saying. I'm about to say, dude, Plaza be jumping at the top. He just made a new friend. (laughs) I'm about to say, Plaza, another one of our previous guest hosts, big, big Warriors fan right now. He is just tuned back in. He has hit the subscribe button on that. (laughs) You heard it here, Forrest. The Warriors are winning the title. Oh, 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 oh Agu, oh, is that oh, your call, man? man? You are. I'm about to say, <laughs> yeah, you're, first take, wow. guys, come off with the hot takes. I'm about to say, hey, listen, that went fast in an ugly direction, my friend. Apologize to the NBA guys now, man. There, there is a lot of times where I'm driving where I pull the e brake. My brother, just pump him a little bit, and you'll be all right. But no, no and, so, and, and, well, let me take it this way. In, in all seriousness, um, obviously the Lakers are coming off of what we fully expected. They didn't get one the first year of LeBron, which I think everybody had thought. A lot of injuries there for the Lakers. Now talking modern, what do you see for this Lakers team? AD's re-signed. LeBron got the extension. Right. There has been some turnover. Uh, but what what do you see coming out of this Lakers? Do you see a, a chapter coming uh, for the Lakers running a, running another dynasty, maybe the third of their franchise history? Unfortunately, yeah, I do. <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> the things that are great for these teams that you see is you need a huge culture and you need star players. One of the two will get you championships, but having both will get you a dynasty. And the Lakers got some assholes on their team, man, which I said you always need. You always need a couple of those guys on your team. And they got some more. Rest in peace. Exactly. Rip to the guy, man. Um, And they got better this offseason. Not even just better. They got significantly better. You know, they got Dennis Schroeder, who is a shooting concern, but he's younger Rondo at this point, you know. Um, you got Wesley Matthews, and that one really hurt for us, man. That one really hurt. He makes, what, a fifth of Danny Green's salary, and he's a lot better than him, too. Um, and then the centers, man, they got Marcus Saul and Montrezl Harrell. They just upgraded all their other positions. Um, I'm not seeing a huge step forward for Kyle Kuzma. He might be just the Darko Milicic of this Detroit team type thing, you know, but, um, I think that they've only gotten better. Uh, they've only put more players in position to take, um, load off of LeBron so he can last longer. And I'm honestly would be surprised if they weren't at least in the finals this season. So yeah, I think there's a chapter coming for those guys. I like it, Goo. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and Agu, I was going to say too, I think uh, L's been waiting for somebody to hop on the Lakers train with them for quite some time it's, in this conversation. It's, it's <laughs> the reality that we have in basketball right now is that the the championship comes through LeBron. I mean. If I was a betting man, I'm definitely not betting against him. I mean, 
Why? And I, and I and I have trouble arguing with that, but it I it has I have trouble not making my counter argument to why <laughs> I so don't want that to be the case. Because it's always well, happening. Well, well, and <laughs> it is always <laughs> the the worst part about it is is you know as we've talked about dynasties and super teams and all of this stuff kind of coming together is you look at most of these teams right, or you look at like LeBron and Cleveland or the Le- or the Heat. Uh, those teams lack true depth. And that's why they were only able to get one win or two wins versus the three or four or five that, that they'd need to really take that next step, right? The scary part is this Lakers team could walk their bench out there and still finish 500. I, I, mean, they're, they're, I mean, and that's being facetious, but, but they are stupid. I don't Deep know if that's on the bench too. All right, I, I all, mean, right. all right, we've all, we've we've jer- listen. We've we've caressed the Lakers' balls. <laughs> all right, is so, there? We've got. A, I feel like there's a couple of competitors in there for that title, though. Maybe not that they've won a couple of titles in the last couple of years here, but there are some teams who have got some big names signed through the next four or five years. Right? We see some teams getting some big names back right kd's gonna play this year what do we i mean does are there any other teams that we want to put in this conversation one team that i will tell you that i feel got worse um is the is the clippers i mean like i just feel as if first of all i am not a paul george fan right now and i was (laughs) paul you that's almost hard me, to man. believe, Al. Like, What's next? You going to say, could say LeBron isn't the king? Hey, did you guys <laughs> see the interview with him? Did you guys see yeah, the Paul that, George interview? Why. So, Paul George, I don't, did you see it, Chris? Agu, you're shaking your head, yes. Yeah, I've seen a lot of no, it. I, no, I haven't. I, I, I mean, I know that he hadn't been talking to the press. So, they so let me just tell him. you, PG threw everybody underneath the bus, yes. and primarily his coach. Have you, uh, have there you, was did no you see what Doc Rivers said? Did you see what Doc Rivers said? Though, Mark Class. No, I'm so he, no, well, so when he threw him under the bus, Richie, he, let him tell me. I want to hear this now. Wait, what? Tell me what happened. No, Don't I'll, make I'll me let Richie, this I'll shit. let Richie talk about uh, about Doc, and then I'll come back. So, right. so, so Paul George basically throws everybody under the bus, throws Doc under the bus, and the whole like the whole reasoning behind him. He's like, I struggled in the playoffs because. The scheme didn't fit to my strengths. Right. I wasn't being used correctly. And so Doc was asked about this, and Doc came back and said, that's fine, but if you're going to throw me under the bus, you know your head coach was the guy who sat second chair to me all last season, right? And just left it <laughs> at that because they promoted Ty Lue. And, and so they basically just promoted a guy who... Uh, if, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Would do the same thing. You know the the thing that really bothers me about For that though, is because they should have. I mean, Paul George should have way more respect for Doc Rivers because their relationship exceeds beyond basketball. And I, well, right, I but really, obviously we know where the respect goes uh, as how as yeah. to how that relates. But you know how that relationship ended, right? Um, unfortunately, yeah, but th- that's all the more reason that oh. I feel like you should be more respectful. <laughs> oh, right. So, yeah. oh, you're a good man, Mark Helio. I, you're I a don't good get man. it, man. I don't get it. I mean, first of all, Doc is from Marquette, man. And, yes. Hey. And Doc is, and when you think of coaches and you think of, you know, 
uh, uh, black players on on a basketball team, and you got this black coach. That's a mentor. That's a that's an elder. You have to respect them. You have to pay homage. You have to take. You have to show deference, obedience with humility, meaning respect and humbleness in those type of situations. And the character that he exuded during that interview, I just, I really wanted to reach through the phone like Freddy Krueger and slap the shit out of the <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like he could use it. Oh yeah. Sounds like oh, yeah. he could use it. Yeah. Well, st- so staying in the same part of the country, uh, Agu, I'll go to you right away and lead off. Chris Paul, a new home, the hottest team in the bubble. They were eight and zero in the or what, eight and one or however it finished up. Um, let 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 me ask you, which way is the arrow pointing for this team? Is it pointing up the with the addition of Chris Paul up. being traded for a bag of chicks? Yeah, they're trending up, man. I mean. Chris Paul's the best point guard that Devin Booker has ever played with, and I think you could make an argument that Devin Booker is the offensively best shooting guard that Chris Paul's ever played with um, at this point. Um, I think it's tasty. Honestly, there's the first thing that comes to mind is just a tasty team, man. They've got Paul, Booker, they got Mikal Bridges, they're calling him Baby Kawhi or something in Phoenix. They got um, Dario Saric. I think they're starting at the four, who's always been decent. DeAndre Ayton, yes. If he doesn't pee hot this year, he could go very well, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And I really like the coach, man. I was about to say, there are mercy birds straight through the floor, right? (laughs) Initially, I didn't like this, just because I didn't want Chris Paul to necessarily go there. But the more and more I sat back and I thought about it, like, the Suns remind me of like the the Denver of like last year. You know they have like that potential. Um, I mean, anytime you put Devin Book on a team with with someone to the ability of Chris Paul, just even within itself, you know you you gotta you gotta play off team. Um, even if it's like a seventh, eighth, eighth, you know, seed, they almost won an eighth seed last year. So with the addition of Chris Paul, they're they're definitely gonna make improvement. Um, and I'm excited to actually see what they're going to do out there. Well, yeah, I mean, what did he land? They cut him on. They cut him a new right. So he he. What was his deal worth again? Who's that? Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Uh, so Chris Paul, I think, still has one year left on whatever Houston gave him. I think I, his contract's so goofy <laughs> because he signed it so long ago, and it's been carrying with him as he goes to team. Because that was the reason why Milwaukee couldn't make the play. Because Chris Paul's expected to make like $45 million this year. And had we have acquired him, there's no way that they would have been able to financially make this situation work in order to uh, keep Middleton, get a trade, a trade of equal money value for Chris Paul, and then re-sign Giannis. It's just not, it just wasn't uh, financially possible. It's not smart. Uh, they would have gave yeah. him the, what's that one contract, Chris, that you always talk about in baseball that they're every, that's still paying for like right now? Bobby Bonilla, Bobby baby. Bonilla, oh, Bobby yeah. Bonilla. Yeah. No one wants the that, Bobby Bonilla a, contract. No. I was to say, nobody. Nobody. I mean, that is like the worst contract. Yes. Folks, for you, those of you at home who don't follow baseball, uh, Bobby Bedelia signed a five-year, $29 million contract in 1991. And then uh, 
basically left the Mets, but that contract yeah, bought was guaranteed. Yes. Right. So the Mets restructured that contract, and they basically pay him a million dollars a year all the way through 2035. And if, if, right, you, if you don't that, know, Bobby, but... I was going to say, and if you don't know what day of the week or the year it is, all you got to do is type it in. It is an official holiday, Bobby Bonilla Day, and it'll pop right up in your Google search. I was about to say, they've been paying this guy a million dollars a year. Somebody look up his agent right now. (laughs) Right. But more importantly, but more importantly, right, is no one wants that type of contract, right? The contract where you've got to pay a guy for 20 years after he's done play, paid, playing for you is a no point no deal. If you, right? Rich, Rich and, Paul is somewhere trying to figure out how this happened. <laughs> if you look up the, the Bucks, uh, if, if you look up the Bucks finances, we're still paying Larry Sanders. And so we 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 know all about Bobby Nia Day because we're still paying Larry Sanders to basically not be here, uh, unfortunately for him. And so uh, jumping from one young hot team, so to speak, to another. Well, he was in a basketball. Well, well that Ice Cube tournament. Larry oh, the, the uh, big three. <laughs> yeah, the big three. <laughs> This is I, 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 I you know there are some people who are into the big three man I mean you guys I, like I mean it. they came to the Pfizer right you guys caught yeah. a couple of those I imagine uh, I did not I didn't go I didn't go check it out but I watched it on TV and I was a big yeah I watched it on TV but that was also a time where it was like down season for the NBA so yeah. people were just trying to watch you know some, some of the old crappy vets and uh, Glenn Big Baby Davis dominating oh. all right fellas so I mentioned KD before. Do we see it up? You know, he's back this year. Do we see it uprise for the Brooklyn Nets? Because, I mean, I'm looking at the roster here, and, you know, I mean, there's a lot of talent, man. I mean, you got Irving, you got Durant, you know. I mean, are are they just not in the conversation? They're just no threat at all. Am I just that far behind? Yeah, they're for listening, Hell yeah. For <laughs> any, any team that Kevin, Kevin Durant is playing on, I mean, Kevin Durant is arguably top three player. They they have arguably the top two five out of five players in the if, NBA. If I if I knew we weren't <laughs> going to get into a full blown uh, flamethrower coming through my computer, um, <laughs> I secretly would tell you that before he got hurt, Kevin Durant was the best player on the planet. Uh, but but I wouldn't uh, argue with that. I mean, I mean, when I, he was with Golden State, wow. I don't know I that anybody. I don't Best know that anybody on could plan it. Yes. I wouldn't argue with that, especially offensive, offensively. Wow, am I the minority here? Would you put KD as the best player on the planet? So uh, this is the goat versus boat uh, argument. You know, goat greatest player of all time, and okay. boat best player. You know what I'm saying? So who's the best player at the time versus the greatest? And so for me, greatness comes from the things you do on the court and the most important moments, and the titles that you can win. So I can agree that KD, talent-wise, shooting-wise, all of his attributes-wise, was the best player on the planet in his prime, but I wouldn't have called him the greatest player in the league. Uh, I mean, that not ever. I'm saying for, for he's the no, best player. No, in the league. No, I know. I, I, I know what you're saying, but, 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 I mean, ever, but I mean, I'm saying like he might have been the best player in the league at the time, but not the greatest player gotcha, in the league gotcha, at the gotcha, time. Gotcha, if that makes see, sense. You know? I always kind of look at players like, I mean, it's of course subjective, 
So yeah. I think between like the the one through five, people just kind of have different ones. But I I feel like any of those names, whether whether it's Steph Curry, whether it's Kyrie Irving, whether it's Katie, whether it's LeBron, or whether it's Giannis, those are names that kind of I think that I feel like yeah they get jumbled. Says, they they kind of get uh, jumbled, and it depends on who you talk to and and what you look for. Um, and Chris, to answer your initial question, uh, the Nets are an absolute threat. I, I mean, they're they're not only a threat in terms of like, are they uh, a dynasty? Deep, yo. Ooh, that, I don't know. Benches, if they're... Just like you said with the uh, with the Lakers, their bench is better than a lot of teams. Like starting. Yeah, five. I mean, like, I mean, you look at and you look at what the Nets have. I mean, outside of KD and Kyrie Irving, um, Jared Allen, uh, their their center. I, I believe I got that right. Yeah, he's Solid. he's a stud. I I like him a lot. Um, Karis, Karis Levert has really developed yes. himself super nicely. Uh, he That's he could a twenty and ten man. Well, and, and to compare him to another Michigan grad, I Not mean Karis Levert could very much become uh, what we would consider present day Jamal Crawford. He could be a guy who plays for fifteen to eighteen years and is just an elite scorer throughout his career. He might not give you much else, but he might be able to score at a high clip for a long time. Uh, they have they just re-signed Joe Harris. They had Spencer Dinwiddie. I mean, th- this is a very, very good team. Uh, now, even when you take Durant and uh, Irving away, I think, people, I think a lot of people would look at this roster and say they underachieve for the amount of talent that is sitting there. And see, that's the only question. I think we talk about teams and how cohesion happens with when you have all these dynamic players. Um, I think that's the only thing that we have to worry about with them is is how the bas- how many basketballs can actually be on that team and how people are going to kind of gel together. But on paper, they're immaculate, man. They're amazing. Well, and, you know, I'm all about immaculate and amazing, you know, since those are words frequently used to describe myself. <laughs> oh. I know, I know. Not, don't, don't everybody rush to my defense at once. There, I know it. I know it. But. I was going to say. Uh, you mentioned. We talked a bit. Well, I, I wasn't. So, I, I'm done talking about the Nets. Okay. I want to okay. talk a bit about. Because you mentioned one of my favorite coaches of all time, and I kind of feel like this team is in Coach a bit Brock. of transition. And I'm curious on what your take is, Agu, um, with what's going on in, in with, with the Spurs right now. I mean, Pop, I have trouble doubting anything Popovich gets his hands on. But the last couple of years, they've seen competitive, but not at the level we've come to expect out of a Spurs team. And the Spurs seemed kind of used to getting it done on a one-man show. It's always a team effort, but there's only ever really one superstar. It doesn't look like Popovich is big on like large supporting cast. I don't ever remember the Spurs as the super team in the last Five years or so. Right. So when we talk about a a Spurs team that belongs in a dynasty conversation in unconventional ways, where are they now? Man, they're in limbo right now. I mean, the Spurs have done two things in the past four years. They've collected uh, very good guards to an extent that they can't play most of them because they have so many guards that we were able to steal one of them. Bryn Forbes, big fan. Um, and they've collected the high-priced players that nobody really wants in, like, LaMarcus Aldridge, Rudy Gay, DeMar DeRozan. Um, 
frankly, I would have given up on the older players like two years ago and traded them for whatever you could get. Um, but I'm not running a team. Pat Riley or anyone, if you're listening, I'd love a job. But um, <laughs> um, I think they're fun. I think they're going to be close to 500 again because the coaching staff is too good to let these players do nothing, you know? Um, I really don't see, unless they get like a rare gem in the draft or Which isn't somehow out of the question. Land, which is basically out of the question. You're right. And... Or if they are able to secure a good player with these contracts and players they have right now, I don't see anything happening. I love DeJunte Murray, though. They're starting point guard or shooting guard. He's basically Darren Fox that nobody talks about. He's the same player. Nobody talks about him. I love that player, man. Uh, and if they can, if, if he gets healthy, because what was he, the youngest all-defensive player to ever make a, a, an all-defensive team? Yeah, I, th- I think Kobe's I think the so. Kobe's the youngest first team all defense, but DeJunte is the, first, the youngest either team, which was his second. Um, the guy is going to wreak havoc on the league, but they need to surround him with the right players, and they're just not. I mean, can you name a single player in their starting five that's like an above average three point shooter? I can't. You know? No, because one player, of, be, one player because Patty Mills comes gonna, off the bench. Yeah, but exactly. one player that, that I think you guys aren't, aren't talking about is probably potentially. Probably the best player on the team is Derek White. Oh, you're Der- right. You're right. Yeah, Derek White is 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 kind of the emerging player. I think that I I think that he was the one that kind of stepped up <laughs> at times where when I was looking at the Spurs, like you know who's going to step up because everyone thought Lonnie was going to be that man that came in, which right. they're trying to give Lonnie that opportunity with getting Forbes out of here, um, and that's why they made that move. But yeah, what yeah. what Derek was doing, I was like, "Where did this guy come from, man?" Right. Well, well, but that, I mean, that's that's just kind of the Spurs' way, right? I mean, you think about it; they right. swapped Kawhi, they swapped George Hill for Kawhi Leonard on draft night, and turned it into yep. another another what? Two trips to the finals with a finals yeah. win. I, I mean, this yep. this just what Popovich does. I mean, Popovich is the Bill Belichick, and I, I think Chris, you, I think what was it? Uh, a couple weeks ago, you were almost appalled when I said that Popovich might be the best coach in North American professional sports. No, I wasn't. I, I absolutely not, dude. I was in. To- I, I was though, in total uh-huh. agreement. When Popovich is one of my favorite people on and off the court. Coach this guy Belichick? is vocal. No, Popovich. Dude, Popovich. I'm, but I'm saying you. What you're saying, Forget, right dude, in, in North America. You know what? Popovich has a personality. All right, Belichick's has got rigs, but Popovich has a personality. You know what? You ask Popovich a question, his dog isn't the fucking screenshot for two and a half hours, man. Hey, Popovich got five of them, though. You know, you talk about you talk about rings. Belichick might have seven, but Popovich got five of them, boys. Belichick would have developed a personality when he retires from football and people Man, are I just no wish longer Bill asking. Russell would have kept coaching. He would be kicking <laughs> everybody's oh, ass. He got how many titles he got? And he coached. I think he's the only person that actually coached the team that he won a title for, that, that he played for. Uh, Somebody got to do some research on that. Hold on. I about to say that's the NBA question. Guy. Bill uh, Russell. Oh, Bella. I don't know. I think yeah. he is. I think he's the and only player no, that... Jer- Jerry West. He, oh, Jerry West no, guys, did too as well? Jerry West won with the Lakers and was the coach of the Lakers. 
Yeah, well, that's why he the logo. But I know, I know they did <laughs> yeah. that with Bill Russell as well. Like yeah. they, um, I yeah. think Red Arbach, like I think yeah. Phil Jackson did it too. Won a couple with the Knicks and also won a couple coaching. Yeah, but uh, but I at the same he, time though, like when he was oh, when you're he talking was about as a player, airplane. coach. No, 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 no. Bill Russell. See, oh, I tell, so, so let me let me switch the game up on y'all real quick because I know <laughs> um, Red Arbach for a while. I guess when he stopped coaching Boston, yes. had, had yes. passed that off to Bill Russell, and Bill Russell was still balling. Yes, and coaching. Yes. So mm-hmm. you know, if Bill would have just kept coaching, maybe nah, he probably would have been losing like Patrick Ewing. <laughs> but but uh, I, I will say though, I'm with you on the Spurs. I, you know, as we talked about great coaches, uh, to get back to to what what Chris was saying with the Spurs, I'm with you, man. I, I think they're they're they put themselves in a position where they got some really bad money strapped up on some really bad players. Um, they tried to make the best out of a of a they made they tried to make the best out of a bad situation. When Kawhi basically said, I'm not playing for you, trade me, that's tough. I mean, it's tough to overcome with something so abrupt because when he got hurt, I think people were going, this might be the only guy who can stop the Warriors at that time. Right. You know, Richie, and, now that you say that, I guess Paul George and I guess they, they're made for each other, Kawhi and Paul George. <laughs> he ain't lying. <laughs> but, but and, and I'm, I mean, you talk about these young guys, I mean, they, like you said, they they have an abundance of young guys. The problem is they just need somebody to step up. I, I mean, they need somebody to become that guy. The, the Spurs are never going to have the number one pick anymore. That's just the reality. They're too right. good. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, you talked about Murray. I really like Murray as well. Aldridge is not going to make them better, no. and Rudy Gay no. is not going to make but, them. But be I think, any I mean, nah. Devin Devin Vassell has played. I mean, again, it's preseason. Nice. But he's had, but nice. he's had two pretty decent games so far. Yeah. And, and uh, I'm going to go to Markelio on this one. He's been drooling since draft day. <laughs> Trey Jones uh, ended up falling all the way to the Spurs. Yeah, I drunk the Duke. The Duke Kool Aid. <laughs> they, they, the Spurs just seem to find guys that develop. I mean, I mean, I don't know. If, yeah. I mean, whatever Pop is doing, whatever he's teaching, um, if, if he could take Bud back, teach him a few things, and then send him back to us, that would be helpful. <laughs> that would be teach really him cool. That would be the really playoffs, cool, man. <laughs> Bud, no. Bud is who we thought he was. <laughs> he is exactly who we thought he was, man. <laughs> He said, "Damn." <laughs> well, fellas, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna back bounce back and forth here. I know we have been a bit between the Eastern and Western Conference here, but I want to talk about the team that eliminated our my hometown team, the Bucks, from contention a bit. The Heat, because the Heat for a good for as young a team as they were, right? They've got some great young players. They've got a lot of great young talent. They've still, they, you know, I mean, Jimmy Butler's still there. But I don't feel like they did a whole lot to improve as a team. But did they need and to? They, they did. I thought that Lakers game, that whole Lakers series. everyone else got better. That, that's right. The, that's the I mean, thing. did they do one thing to address being small against the Lakers? Great. They could handle the East. They dealt with Giannis for one season. All right. They threw a couple daggers at you, but you think that really they're going that they've got a chance against LeBron and AD? 
here, here's what I'm saying, and, and, and this is this is just uh, look. I'm not saying they're going to win the title. I think we, the four of us, can sit here and and easily pick what Vegas is saying in terms of who's going to win the title. That what I'm saying when it comes to the Heat in the aspect of did they need to add anybody? Where they're young guys, when you talk about the construction of a team, their young guys got the I best agree. possible experience that any player can get. They played in sure. the NBA Finals. Bam Adebayo yeah. is coming back. He just signed an extension. Tyler Hero is an absolute stud who they ended up getting on the late back half of the lottery. Uh, shout out, Pewaukee, Whitnall, Wisconsin, baby. Let's go. Um, but, but, but that's the thing. I mean, you, you talk about bringing Butler back, Drogic, and then you, have, you add Nunn and Robinson to the picture. They're, bracing, they're bringing back the same team. The only difference is the guys who haven't experienced winning have now been on the biggest stage. And that is experience that you can't teach. Yeah, I concur, man. I, I agree with what you're saying. I was agreeing before you even made your point because I know where you're going. <laughs> but um, <laughs> the thing about Miami is like uh, I still think, you know, other teams improved a lot. But one thing that that, that you said about Miami is just the fact that these young studs, I think the fact that they play, their confidence is on a whole different level. Like, if you see Tyler Hero play now, this is definitely not the Tyler Hero. I mean, of course, he's not going to be the Tyler Hero of starting last season. But this Tyler Hero is coming off in preseason putting up, you know, 18, 20 points. Oh, he is the bucket, man. He is the bucket. Yeah. And I got, hey, man, you. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I came this close to buy the Tyler Hero Miami Cityscape jersey last year, and I almost regret it. Almost. <laughs> I almost became a uh, – I am. I'm not even going to front. Jack Harlow, I'm a fan. <laughs> you I became a Jack Harlow fan when, when I saw Tyler I'll Hero. Jack Harlow. Don't be afraid. It's only a – No, I, it's good. Don't get me wrong. I just love how they met. They asked Tyler Harlow, and he's like, yeah, we're just a couple white dudes. Room. We just said, what's up? And I'm just like, all right, cool. All right, cool, man. Uh, that's, on that's the cool. heat, real quick, yeah, the they added Precious Achua in the draft. Yeah. I mean, solid, you couldn't name pick. you couldn't name a better Heat player in that draft, right. probably, right? Um, my big thing, though, is that they lost Jay Crowder and they basically replaced him with Maurice Harkless. They are going to find out very quickly that Mo Harkless <laughs> is not Jay Crowder. He is I'm not Jay say Crowder. That. I hope, and, I, and you know what, Agu, I hope that isn't the first time that occurs to him. All right? I, I hope somebody in that organization during that process went, well, it's what Where did we Tristan got. go, guys? Did Tristan go? Tristan went to? Boston. Boston, if oh, you're okay. thinking Thompson. Well, yeah, that yeah. doesn't matter. Oh, Boston. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Boston got worse. Can we get a round of applause <laughs> for Boston getting worse? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, but as we talk about Popovich, Look, I, I was eight years old, or I, I, maybe even younger, seven years old when Popovich got hired, or when Popovich was given the head coach position of the Spurs. I, very As a very close second, I love Popovich. I, I love everything he stands for as a coach, as, as a runner of an organization. But a very, very close second is my boy Spolstra, because that dude oh. takes more crap and gets, cr- and, and gets <laughs> talked about for being fired and ridiculed more than anybody every single year. 
and all they do <coughs> is win like DJ Khaled told them. You all know? They do is win, win, win. Man, how could you not like the, 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 the young, uh, reborn Patrick Riley, man? You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's, that's who he is. He's like reincarnated, man. <laughs> it's perfect, man. And, it, and it's just kind of... It's a it's a beautiful story within itself. Just to you know, someone in in the in the film room to yes. make his way up the ranks and have the respect that he has. And I, and I, it, I just had the conversation about him last night with one of my friends. I mean, you, you don't see many climbers like that anymore in the NBA. Right. In the NBA, right. in other sports, you do. You know, baseball. You have guys who were minor league coaches or minor league managers to base coaches to bench coaches. You know, you have football coaches who were, you know, quality control guys and position coaches and to coordinators and all stuff. The, the cool thing to do seems to be, hey, whoever the hot name that just got fired is, let's grab him. And if we can't, let's find the next, the best player who just retired, who has an interest in coaching <laughs> and give him the first chair. I mean, realistically, if we look at this offseason, that's basically what happened for every Brooklyn team. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, right. You had Steve Nash. You had Doc Rivers. You had Ty Lue. Uh, I mean, you can ask James Harden about his guy who was a climber, but uh, he ain't very happy about that situation. I know, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. So we're getting Harden, though, right? Middleton in the first. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. No. No, thank you. No, thank you. I'll take it. I'll take it. I have to say, there's always there's oh somebody God, always dude. buying what you're selling here, and he is. <laughs> All right, so, folks. I want to now. I want to back bounce back to the Western Conference real quick here, guys. I want to talk a little bit about the Dallas Mavericks. All right, you know LeBron Why? recently came I'm out scared. and said, "I don't even want to talk about them right now. I'm salty <laughs> about them right now." Yeah, hey, <laughs> hey, you're salty. We, we, I am not mad at this you. This is right? soft spot right now, man. <laughs> all right, I'm all right, right. We're watching them <laughs> slap us around in the preseason a bit. I know that's hard to watch, but it's the preseason. <laughs> so I, I simmer myself. Answer, I know who I'm going to suggest when we start talking about the MVP. Hey, brother, stay up. Oh. Hey, you better stay up oh. out of my notes, dude. Oh. Stay off my page, oh. bro. <laughs> hey, man, I guess, you know. So, hey. right. So, I, and I, so, I'm going to allude to that, right? So, we've got, we, we, we've got uh, a report coming out where LeBron is talking about how he wanted, he was trying to get Nike to sponsor him purchasing his own team and that Luca would have been his first pick out, right? Giannis has also been quoted that today, right, as believing that Luca, right, that, or I'm sorry, what did all it's Vegas leads Luca beating Giannis as the betting favorite to win the MVP this year. Luca right? is playing with a cheat code right now, Chris. I don't know yeah. what that is. About the, right he went, dude, I'm going to drop old school on you. He went NBA jabs on you. <laughs> okay, All right? Okay. For real, right? On He's fire. On fire. <laughs> right, baby. There you Shaka go. <laughs> I was watching that game like, oh, my <laughs> about to say, I put down the Larry Burst Bird controller and I stepped up in the Bird Burst Magic controller and I stepped and over into the NBA jam. You know, for real, man. It has I mean, to be very frustrating, Chris, because he's not. You know, we always allude, everyone always alludes to him not being the most athletic. 
am not, you know, uh, uh, but the angles that he take and how hey, cerebral you, you want, he is. You want some Mavericks to Mavericks for you? If Dirk Nowitzki was a point guard, that is Luka Doncic at its finest. Mm. I mean, that dude is... Uh, He's so in control, man. And, and, and so to, take, control. to take him from another... I mean, obviously, as time goes on, there's something in this water that I didn't drink that athletes are getting today. <laughs> I'm blaming it on the water. But, um, you know that's what it, it is? But it's like but, Contra. When you do the elixir, the you do the elixir and you slow everything around you and you still can move at your but, own speed but Luca, Luca really reminds me because he's not flashy. Is he the new fundamental? Can we call him the small fundamental? Little, little, little big fundamental. Little big fundamental. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, right? I mean, he kind of does. Like you said, I mean, it's not as if he's athletically jumping off the page like a Giannis. He's not jumping over dudes. He's not nine feet tall with a thirteen foot wingspan. He just kind—he's that crafty dude. He's he smart just, man. He just and does he's crafty, it. He gets like it you done. Said. The angles that he take. When I watched him yesterday, and I watched, you know, Drew Holiday's. Is a great defender. When we you, talked about, he struggled. Yeah, of course, because he got those two early fouls. But, but generally speaking, he's a great defender. Um, and I, just watching how Luca just handled him and just kind of kept him uh, on the side of his hip as he was going to the basket. It seemed like it was a slow motion. He just he controlled everything. If he was not. Hitting a fadeaway three-point shot, he was getting foul going to the line. Or he was controlling and facilitating to where he was able to dump off to someone else to for them to get a, a dunk or kicking it out to Tim Hardaway to shoot a three. I felt like Luca was involved in 95% of that game. <laughs> It was bad, man. I, you know, but one thing that I, I do pick up from that game, and, I, and we can talk about this more, I guess, once we tar- start talking about the Bucks and what it's going to take to win the championship. But, oh, my God, y'all. I don't know if this rubs y'all or grinded y'all gears the way that it grinded mine, but Giannis switching up that free throw. And I, I thought it was all right, of course, the first game. But the second game, when he started out 0 for 6, do you know how pissed I was about <laughs> trying to tell Giannis, get, switch, switch your form back, Giannis. <laughs> I, oh, my God, dude, I was going crazy. I almost shot my, my fire stick remote at the TV, through the TV. Well, you know, uh, one of my favorite all-time comedians and actors is Will Ferrell. And as he says in one of his movies where he plays a famous basketball player, right? <laughs> the Flint Tropics there, right? As the coach of the Flint Tropics, he, uh, he could go to shoot Nick Raddy style. All right. I don't, I, 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 exactly. I care about, right, at the works. end of the day, I care about results, right? It ain't working. It ain't working. Do I, do I hear a Brent Berry coming to teach the Bucks how to shoot free throws? Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> Listen, he's gonna right, well, have a lot of shot doctors. If this you guys point. even noticed that yesterday, like when when he missed those six free throws, like like four of them was in a row, and I think they listen, went on like listen, this. But, but, but here's the thing. But here, so, hey, so hey, before we end up in a full out, no, no, before we end up in a full out Bucks conversation, yeah, I, which I'm will happen, that. folks. Yes. Don't worry, we will get there. All it's right? coming. I want to talk. I want to talk about a couple of our teams first. I want to start with Houston, right? Because 
they have been the days of our lives story of the 2021 <laughs> season, right? You know, Hello, Westbrook James. wants out. Wish granted, right? Westbrook's gone. Uh, they go, all right, we'll trade him for a guy that Harden really wants and hopes that Harden would stay. And Harden's like, I I don't give a crap. And then his list of teams that opens up. And Welcome I and I say this right practicing. with this. I'm about to say with the. With this Milwaukee connection here, where all of a sudden the but because there has been no love lost between Harden and Giannis, right? right. right? As is blatantly obvious to the media here. Yeah, I, I want to talk all about the reason I, that he, he should be coming to the bus for for him to even consider it with their history. Yes, that's making it here, happen. No, two, all right. two things, Richie. Two things I'm Richie, I'm about to say, and I'm going to give Richie a chance to respond because I, I know Richie James. thinks Harden is thinks James Harden is cancer is locker room cancer. Yes, I know I he believes this two is things. Two part. things about I take about it. two things. <laughs> <laughs> So as much as I heard that, you know, <laughs> if Giannis doesn't redo... Oh, that's, okay. that's a cancer, no, 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 i no, That's all right. No, 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 no. And I'm not even going to allude to that. I'm going to allude to right. two things. You could have a... It's like the chain James? smoker. Yeah, every cigarette is five minutes. But it's five minutes off the end. I don't give a shit. James, Make me feel good. James Harden is so salty that he hasn't been able to make it to a finals yet that if you look at every team he ought, he said that he wanted to be traded to, there ain't a single West Western team on there. He wants to get out of the West because he knows he's going to get shit on every year and Houston ain't going anywhere with, his best, with him as the best player. That's the reality. Part two, James Harden has already made the best decision he could possibly make. And that is when they said, James, you're missing practice. And he said, boys, I'm here for the titties. And he went to the strip club instead of coming <laughs> yeah. to practice. That was the best decision it. he made. <laughs> I mean, on, on an unrelated note, I'm asking for a friend. Do you know what strip club he was at? <laughs> no, I do not. I do not. I do not. I do not. Right. Right. We don't want to. We don't want to be there for C-section Sundays. All right. That's the show no one wants to see. Yeah. I mean, we're gonna have to beef up Silk Exotic if Harden's coming to Milwaukee. It's gonna be dangerous for us, man. Um, I mean, I. Can I, I just say? Can I just say I genuinely really like the Houston roster with or without James Harden. I don't think they can win shit. Let's get that out of the way. But I like John Wall. He gets to play in all red. Good for him. Good for him, you know. Uh, he gets to play with Boogie again for the first time yeah, since Boogie. college. Yeah. I like Christian Wood. I'm not salty about losing him. Who would he have played over? Zero. Um, I am. I'm very I'm salty, salty about, about losing him for real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't play you know with me. I, I take that back because Bobby Portis has been, we'll talk about Right, that but later. we wouldn't need Bobby Portis had we have kept Christian Wood. But Christian Wood is a more expensive version of Bobby Portis. I think he Portis. signed for more money, though. 
I think he's signed right, for more money than Bobby. Can I take Bobby Portis? Right, he's a more we'll expensive. Yeah, later. we'll talk about. We'll it. talk about that. Let's keep moving. Let's keep trucking, man. We're done with Houston. Fuck him. Let's keep moving. All right, I'm all down for saying fuck Houston. All right, Memphis, baby. Let's talk a little John Morant because I know Richie's mm. all about ready about hanging on John Morant's hairy fuzzy peaches. That's apparently Richie's favorite place in Memphis. The the, uh, the only reason John it's Morant's. the favorite place is because. Uh, uh, a couple years ago, I had the luxury of watching my boys, the Golden Eagles of Marquette, <laughs> try to attempt to, uh, to put five guys on him uh, defensively, and he still jumped over all five guys and dunked on all five of them. Um, and, and that was when the world was introduced to Job Morant. Um, but then, uh, I mean, what, what is upsetting is not only did we lose our star-studded assistant coach who a lot of people were clamoring for us to keep true, and to eventually true. be the replacement for bud he is now in memphis with such mm-hmm. a great young talented yep. roster yep. you talk about john yep. you talk They're about hurting, uh, jaron jackson is there J J J J takes coat bud job that's who uh, I was hoping. For right, real, right. For I, real. I think that, that's who we were all hoping for. Um, but but Memphis is gonna be that sneaky, grimy team that just I, I think people aren't gonna give them a lot of credit. Uh, I mean, you even yeah. think about you know we always talk about the twenty five and under group, Grayson Allen and Justice Winslow, even though they feel like they've been around for a hundred years, are still young players who could end up being key pieces of that roster. Mm-hmm. No, you're not wrong. Yeah. Memphis likes to wake up on draft day, see who Twitter's talking <laughs> about, and then draft every single one of them. And you know what? It's fucking working for them. It's fucking working for them. I mean, they scooped Brandon Clark last time, and he's great. I love yes. Brandon Clark. Yes, Brandon Clark. Uh, they got oh, yeah. Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks is great. Yes. Yes. Um, Kyle Anderson's fine. Tyus Jones is fine. DeAnthony Melton is pretty interesting, in my opinion. Yeah. Jonas Valanciunas. Slept on those dudes. He slept on, man. Valanciunas is, Valanciunas is very slept if ja, on. If Ja grows up fast, they're going to be dangerous. They're going to be scary, and I'm I'm all on on Memphis. I'll watch them any day. I, 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 I'll be yeah, happy. Yeah, they're excited, man. Let, let, me, let, me, let me ask you guys this. I mean, Ja is nowhere near... Uh, physically built the same way, but from in, in terms of the way he can take a game over, he's not the greatest shooter, but he's a hell of an athlete. Is Ja kind of what we would have got had Derrick Rose not got hurt? Yeah, I think Ja is very similar to, um, and I think I might have brought this up before, but like he puts me in the mind of Steven Franchise. Stevie Francis. Oh, Franchise. From, from, yeah, there's a yeah, name from, drop. From, from Houston, man. It's like, you know, th- very, very similar. Attack the basket, dunk on you, jump over you, lean on you, dunk on you like Jordan. But, I mean, explosive. Um, can, you know, can, can, can almost sometimes um, the consistency, you know, but, but just the potential and the ceiling and, and what they're doing. What's going on? What you what you showing me? Oh, it's it's, it's you not that interesting. I know it was. Oh. It, I, I we were talking about Houston, and I just saw what about James Harden putting up a triple double every night on Uber Eats because he looked like <laughs> little motherfucker, and I felt the need to share that mother with you guys because I thought that was the hey, greatest James thing. Ever. You know what? Hey, thick at that motherfucker. To go, to go back dude. to James Harden. Hey, 
James Harden <laughs> called James Harden uh called up who who is my dude from the Clippers? He called up Jack Harlow and that boy from the Clippers and went over there to Magic City and got some of them wangs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what James oh, Harden. Yeah, you know yeah, what? Yeah. I fall a victim to the wangs a couple of times myself. <laughs> all right, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right, enough about Memphis. All right, I want to move out here. I want to talk about right because I've I've been seeing the clip, man. I was impressed that Zion had the number of the NBA 2K guys because he got he 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 was offended at Players Media Day when the people handed. They're like, "Oh, we understand that your rating's 80, 81. and he was like, "Oh no, somebody's got that wrong, right?" But, <laughs> Zion Ingram. The Pelicans, the New Orleans, are they finally trending in the right direction as a, as a team, as a contender, or is it just going to be more of the same? Is Zion and Ingram enough to fix what's going on in New Orleans? Can I start this one off real quick yeah, with absolutely. the Pelicans? Um, let me just say, they seemed like an entirely different franchise when they drafted Zion, made all these trades, got David Griffin. And then they traded for and extended Steven Adams. And it's like, oh, it's the same old Pelicans. Overpaying centers that can't do anything but rebound and defend against your power forward, who's a high draft pick, who can't shoot. So I don't understand what they're playing. They're going to start Bledsoe, Zion, and Steven Adams in the same lineup. Can you imagine that working for even a second? I can't. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> I, think, I think the Drew Holiday trade was great for them. They got two guys that you can trade for picks further down the line and five picks that don't matter because we got five years of Giannis. <laughs> um, but beyond that, they got Steven Adams, who's not going to be able to play in the playoffs with that roster, and they gave him an extension for money. I don't understand it at all. I think New Orleans is going to be good, but they're not going to be great. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that they can possibly be good maybe within the next couple years because you – know, Brandon Ingram is that good, and, and Zion is that good. I think Zion just has to develop a jump shot, but he has the ability to be amazing. Even just looking at the game yesterday, I think what um, it's a preseason game, but they played against the Heat, and Zion had like 26 points in 30 minutes, and that's kind of been consistently what he's been doing. Um, but I don't know if they if they had enough. Of course, being on the on, on Western Conference, it, it's it's just not enough. Like Jay-Z said, we don't believe you. You need more people. Well, well, yeah, and, and I, but I think, I think that's – and I think both of you are right, but I think New Orleans thinks the same thing, right? And we had talked about, you know, the players – some of the players that we sent down there for Drew Holiday. I, I don't think that the Pelicans view them as long-term answers. I think the Pelicans go, okay, Zion is going to play on the perimeter because we hope that his shot is going to develop. So if we can stick Steven Adams in the paint and clog up a body or two, that is going to open up lanes and it's going to open up opportunity, right? And so with Brandon Ingram being a slasher, he I said he's Kevin Durant 2.0 to me. He's not at the same level as Durant, but he's very right. similar in style of play. Um I think Better than Steven, Kyle Kuzma, I bet you LA well, Lakers wish they had that. No doubt. Well, well, and, and so that's what I was going to say is I think that not too many times do we ever see a trade really work out on both sides. The Lakers got what they wanted in a championship, and the Pelicans got what they wanted in a piece that they could build around in Brandon Ingram. Now, they added Zion to it. 
those are really the, if I'm David Griffin, those are the only two pieces I see long-term. Yes, I signed Steven Adams, but that's because Zion is going to play out on the wing. So I and need a guy who's Steven going Adams to... is the strongest man in well, not, the Well, NBA, not only man. that. But, that's but true. I, that's I truly, true. I, I could see, I, I'm not going to say they're going to be the eight-second sons, but I think that they could run a more up-tempo Steven Adams rebound outlet. Let's go. Ingram, Lonzo, Zion, we're on the run. Bledsoe, exactly. Bledsoe is dangerous in transition. And, and, but yeah. I think, but but I think when you when you look at the picture, the guys you mentioned, a lot of those guys aren't going to be around. I mean, the reality is, is once they start losing, they're going to ship off Bledsoe. They already shipped out George Hill. The Pelicans are banking on hitting on some of these draft picks. That's what they're hoping for. Because if they can steal some guys in the draft having multiple picks every year, they are going to rapidly climb. From the bottom to the top, if they can do this thing right. Where did George Hill go, guys? Thunder. Okay, see. He he got sent. He was to part the of the Stephen Adams trade. For, uh, yeah, that was Adams. part of that. Because I, I I forget. And I, him I, next I, to I, Shea Gilgis is going to be tasty. I love me some SGA, man. But we can't talk about OKC. Let's keep moving, man. <laughs> All right, Joe. Yeah, all right. Love them too, I want. <laughs> I, I, I want to move on for a bit here, guys. I want to hit more two more teams before we get on to our Bucks conversation. We've been dancing around it all night. There's some big Bucks news that came out today, but Boston, right? Boston lost some guys. They collected some guys. I don't feel as if Boston got better this year. I don't know. They got that, worse. They got worse. Right. Yeah. I'm about to say. Boston doesn't, right. diver, do, doesn't deserve my voice, so I'll pass that on. <laughs> wow. Wow, dude. Wow. It's wow. it's become that real for you in the I Celtics mean, there, Boston is Boston is kind of like, I mean, they'll be, they'll be four or five, possibly, you know, but they're, I mean, they were, they're one of those teams that, that, if they added another piece, they could potentially get a lot better, but they just didn't do it. Um, Danny Ainge is the the blue let me, ball let me ask you this, of the NBA. We, that's all he is. We talked. We talked about Tristan Thompson. <laughs> I mean, that's their free agency right there. Like that is that their. Well, well let me ask you this: do you, do you think that? <laughs> do you think Jason Tatum takes the next step to being a superstar? I think yeah, even if he does, it doesn't matter. Yeah, Jason right. Tatum is is kind of synonymous to Brandon Ingram to me. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like that that very similar style yeah. player. Um, but you're gonna need more. I mean, you you lost. Um, where did um, Hayward uh, to yeah, oh, Charlotte? Hayward. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, Hayward, Hayward, yeah. what you gonna? I mean, Marcus Smart is good, but you're you're only gonna get so much out of Marcus Smart. You're gonna true. You're gonna true. get maybe fifteen to twenty on a good night. You might get three offensive fouls called, a couple, you know, <laughs> different things you're like right, that. You're but, right. I mean, well, all right. You, but let me let me ask you this: well, you guys so, talking about Gordon Hayward? Did they really lose anything? Gordon Hayward don't play anyway. I mean, he was their best hurt. player in that series against the Heat. Don't don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. I'm he was the only reason they were in that series. Don't get it twisted. He played very Taco well. Taco ain't going to get it done, dude. Taco yeah, exactly. ain't going to get it done. <laughs> and Kemba's only right. giving you 50 games a year at this note, point. <laughs> right. And on that note, I want to talk about a team that might get it done, right? They've had some success. We've seen them beat us. They've lost a couple of players since then. But the, the Toronto, right? Toronto, man. Besides Drake, who else they got on the bench? 
Toronto no. got worse too. Toronto got what? worse too. Can we get some cheers in yeah, the I, chat right I'm now? I'm about to say, you know oh yes, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I'll do paper, my golf clap for you. I there. will say that Toronto <laughs> is one of those teams that always somehow they're pesky. They don't. They're like that roach that never goes away. Yep. Pesky. They're that roach that forty-two wins or better every time. Like I'm yeah. not. Like, if you ask me right now how many wins that Toronto would have, I would think they would have over at least 42 wins. Just yeah. somehow, some way. It's going it's gonna yeah, to yeah, yeah. And, and the, somehow they're going to pull, like, 48. Oh, yeah. yeah. Remember when we interviewed Nick Nurse and hired Budenholzer? Wasn't that fun for everybody involved? Does anybody have any season. extra alcohol in their house I can borrow? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying my best. That. I got the... I got the Franzia going right now. I'm just <laughs> cashing a box of wine. I'm cashing a box of wine with you guys right now. <laughs> Agu, we're gonna have to send you a little something for the next time we have you on. This is a, this is this is a whiskey show. All right, oh, yeah. we watch I mean, it. We, it's whiskey with whiskey, maybe some tequila. All right, it's also a boat. but we'll send you some stuff. We'll get you well prepared for the next one. Oh, I Tell love me, it. Before, that sounds great. I want I want to wrap up with the home team, gentlemen. We've yeah. all either worked for, them, lived in the town, but we got some great news. The Milwaukee Bucks is the home team. For those of you who are new to the ES3 Ed conversation, uh, it, you might as well be nicknamed the Welcome to Milwaukee Sports Show. All right, uh, where we are, and we are kind of ruthless on our own sports teams. Just check us out in baseball season because we spare no love <laughs> when it comes to the Brewers. All right. But the Bucks today, I I follow Giannis. I hit it up. I was texting it out the moment I saw it before Ooh, it hit ESPN. He got the Four more years. Four more years. Four more years. Four more years. Who got the throwback right. on? The throwback I'm about to say, we got hair. two members Ooh. here, right? Agu, you had the same thought as I did for sporting the Giannis jerseys <laughs> today, right? Giannis signs a five-year extension with Milwaukee, and I gotta tell you, man, that was that. I think that hit around that hit my timeline around ten thirty, and I skipped through my house, singing <laughs> praises and thanking the Lord for another four years. Of majestic Giannis. I mean, because to me, guys, what really what hit with that is I felt prior to him signing, I felt there was a lot of pressure with what we did in the offseason, right? We lost Brogdovich there in a messy, very public messy loss. Yeah. Right. Which was Giannis's entire family's pick. And right. you know, you went well, and even though we did we you know, we got we got Drew Holiday. Big move. I felt that that adds a ton, but a I ton, wasn't yeah. sure it was enough to secure Giannis. I was worried with the way Giannis the last couple of days had been like, you know what, my agent's going to make this decision. Uh, there's going, you know, I, I, my heart's in Milwaukee. But I started off the end of the season going, I can't imagine Giannis played anywhere in Milwaukee. And... By last week, I was going, man, I am seriously worried about Giannis resigning with Milwaukee. Giannis resides five-year deal, four years, player option for the fifth, right, so he can opt out if need be. But I feel like it takes the pressure off us for this 
year, right? We we had to kind of sell it quite a bit. We know that ownership's willing to spend into the luxury tax and pay if they have to to put real support players. I don't know that there was enough available to us in free agency, in right. part because Giannis hadn't signed a deal yet, right? Giannis signs that deal a year ago, and I think our free agency is a completely different banner. That's what I'm hoping for next year. So I feel that with this Giannis signing, it takes some pressure off this year, right? I think we'll still be competitors. We'll still get into it. I think it will be next year before we get crowds back in, and Giannis really likes to feed off of that live audience there. And we get another offseason to put stuff behind him. But by God, guys, I mean, the Bucks, right? Let's talk Bucks basketball here. Besides... You know, I mean, besides the honest side of the deal and making all of us incredibly happy, you know, we took look at Drew Holiday. We talked about a bit, but is this the Bucks' year? Are the Bucks got a chance? Could and more importantly, is it enough to beat LA? Well, first and foremost, let me just tell y'all, I was scared because I did not think I was one. I was a pessimist. I didn't think that you know Giannis was going to sign. I thought he was going to time to take the trend. I know, uh, dude. You kept taken. putting that shit into the air, man. You put that Chris, yeah. Chris yelled at me pet. last week for it. Yeah. Chris yelled at me. You know, I thought hey, it was Hey, I'm a baseball a player bit. at heart. I have a superstition runs hard deep with me. You speak that shit into the air, next thing you know, wigs well, grow, and that motherfucker takes flight. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why I thought is because just because, like I said, it, it's been such a trend that, that it seems like superstars has kind of been waiting to see the results and seeing what teams are doing just so that they can, you know, they don't have to overcommit and things of that nature. So I was I, I was scared, but now I am relieved. I am happy. And I and I feel as if we can start kind of the building around Giannis, as you alluded to a little bit earlier. Um, because now we just understand that we have Giannis there for the next three to four years, and and we have people that you know that's going to influence others to want to come and play with Giannis. And, and, and right, and I mean that, to me that's the biggest plus, man. I mean besides this play, the biggest plus is right is is going. We've got Giannis for four more years, right? Yeah. It's I mean how can you not how can you turn that die? Giannis and, four more years. And the last four thing. Years. And the last thing is because it, it, I was also scared because of how we were playing basketball. And I know it's only two preseason games. We're 0-2. Yeah. We lost to yeah. an incredible Luka and in, uh, Dallas. But dude, that was just, that first preseason game was hard to watch, dude. I went, yeah. You're watching that play and you're going, if we're struggling with them in preseason, is Giannis going to sign this deal, dude? Uh, I, right, right, right. I felt that. I saw exactly. a bunch of tweets that were like, after that first game, there's no way he's signing. I'm like, guys, please give me a chance. Well, let, let me let me start here, uh, <laughs> Marcelio, I'm gonna I'm gonna feed off of what you were saying with how they're uh, how they play basketball and the product that they put on the court. Uh, there is a good chance that if they when they do allow fans back, I will have a hashtag Charles Lee sign uh, right above my head in clamoring that we get us a coach who can learn to defend the three-point shot uh, because yeah. that seems to be something that they must not eat practice or they just don't care enough to give up wide-open three-point shots He's just stubborn, every single man. He's night. He's just stubborn. 
And, and and it's the old way of coaching, and and I get it. And nowadays with offenses, everybody's saying, well, three points are better than two. We'll take our chances. Eventually, the averages will average out. It is what it is, and that's how we play offense. But you got you guys said it. Bud is exactly who we thought he was. He's he's gotten us to this point, but he is missing that it. That it that Greg Popovich has. Mm-hmm. That it that Pat Riley mm-hmm. had. That it that Phil Jackson had. That it that Eric Spolstra has. Or that yeah. it that... Uh, and I think, even though they're not as good and have, and he hasn't won one, I think Brad Stevens has that it. But I, I'll throw Quinn but, Snyder in there, too. And uh, Quinn Snyder, another really good one. Uh, but Bud, to me, their success comes from his scheme... Being with a mold of players, but right, and 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 that was what got Jason Kidd fired. Was he couldn't adjust, and that's True. now where we're at the point with Budenholzer. We're going into what year four, and it's now at the same time that it took for the ownership to look at Kidd, dude. It is make or break time, brother. We have the team to win yeah. a championship, and we need to win a championship. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just it. I think with this four-year deal, it becomes less about that make or break time. Or, I'm sorry, this five-year deal. Because, right. I, you know, I mean, we finished first overall in records, what, two years in a row, made the playoffs, but we're failing to make it into the finals. At the end of the day here, I mean, what I we're like about Drew Holiday... Second round, damn. That, hey, I just <laughs> well, and that's you know, what I like Chris. about Drew Holiday, man, you know what I mean, is yeah. that... He's got that. He's got that. That extra oomph. He's got that playoff experience. Right now, I we talked about how we. You talked before about how we kind of need that asshole, that big dog, to really make a team work. And I feel like we're lacking that guy still. Not that Drew Holiday isn't a good addition to that. Doesn't help us make that gap. Right. But we're still missing like that Dennis Rodman. Fuck Bobby you. Portis. I'll do what I Bobby, want. Right? Bobby Portis. <laughs> you know? I love Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis. Bobby. And he's looking Bobby. good we, in this preseason. He's been looking good players, man. And, and, and if we can, get Bobby hey, Portis Bobby, is happy to be here, right? Hey, he's like hey, Milwaukee. Twenty-six, twenty-seven <laughs> minutes. Hey, and if it's, you don't, if it's you, weird if, though. If you don't oh, think ahead, Bobby man. Portis won't throw down, just ask Feliciano because Bobby <laughs> Portis let him know. He let him ask know. Ask Miritich. Or Miritich. That's know, who it was. Right? Miritich. Yeah, yeah. He let Miritich uh, know. Oh, no, yeah. It's weird because Bobby Portis is probably the first power forward that we've had since Giannis became good that can play the four in Giannis center lineups. You know? Mm-hmm. Marvin Williams, you could argue, but he was small. You know what I'm saying? And here's we my might thing. need to do that with the way exactly, Dante's exactly. Playing. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me let me say, um, I'm not worried. In fact, I'm a pessimist. I don't think you can be a Wisconsin sports fan without being a bit of a pessimist. You know, um, I'm frankly not worried about people in the East anymore. Let's not forget, Drew Holiday not only swept Damian Lillard and the Blazers out of the playoffs, but he made Damian Lillard change from a star to a superstar he made damian lillard realize that he had to be way better if he wanted to do anything in this league so if we're playing kemba walker if we're playing goran dragic if we're playing kyle lowry i have zero worry about those guys in the playoffs anymore because drew holiday is going to put them in hell if 
Bud lets him, of course. But, I mean, because I, I, we used to get torched by these short guards that knew how to score, you know? Kemba drops 40 on us every time we play because Bledsoe can't fucking guard guys that are fast. But now Drew Holiday is going to lock that dude up and his arthritic knee, and we're not going to have to worry about those guys anymore. I Frankly, I think the Drew Holiday uh, trade, nobody realizes just how big that was just yet. Right, and I, and, yeah, and I think I we're all about to learn about it the same way that we're going to see that, that Portis deal come into play. I think that as a bench, we got stronger, which we needed to do. But I, I feel like we're still missing that one thing, like not even just to compete with the Lakers, but to compete with the Heat. I mean, I yeah. don't know that Drew Holiday gets that done unless he's a better perimeter defensive player than I think he is. And, he I mean, you guys can tell Chris, me. Cause, yeah, cause I was going to say, Chris, shit, he probably bro. is. <laughs> well, fine, fine. But let's continue. Then I'm going to use this as an option to transition into another educational experience in me. That's the teacher in me, right? I always want to use it as a learning opportunity. Oh, Jesus. All right? So I want to take it around the table, myself excluded here. I want to hear the all too early votes for MVP, most improved, rookie of the year, coach of the year, and I want to see what you guys think, what you guys have as your early finals picks. Because as we know here, I am the newbie in this group, right? I'm new to basketball. I've opened my arms and I have embraced it, loving embrace as I have my wife of 15 years. Shout out to being married long enough to forget all of your ex-girlfriend's names. Um, <laughs> in case my wife is listening to this podcast, <laughs> that's my shout out there. Right. Let's drink but to I'm loyalty. And... The... <laughs> yeah. There you go, baby. And I, and I, the, it's not an easy feat, my friends. Let me tell you. All right. <laughs> but Richie, I'm going to start with you, man, because I, I, you're, you're the one who, who's brought this off. Yeah. Let's start with number one. You're way too early pick for MVP. Okay, so just MVP. We talked about it before. Uh, I think it's a three-horse race. Two coming from the West, the repeat champion, the back-to-back champion, uh, the only player coming from the East. But I am going to go with the new blood, the guy who has not won one yet. Uh, I am going with Luka Doncic. All right. Vegas has my money. L, I'm going to bring that to you, man. Uh, your way too early MVP pick of the year. I was going to say Luca, but because Richie said Luca, I'm not going to say Luca. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go. Uh, I'm actually. I'm thinking. Whew, I'm thinking Kevin. I'm thinking Kevin Durant. Yeah, yeah. I'm Kevin Durant, comeback player of the year and MVP. I like it. There you go. So Agu. I'm going to, same question, MVP, your way too early MVP pick of the year. I'm going back to Luka. Uh, they're not giving it to a guy that's won it two years in a row. They just don't do that anymore. And yeah. I think when you have voter fatigue like that, they like to vote the new and up-and-comer. So I think they'd go for Luka in that scenario. Is Steve, Nash the, last back, is Steve Nash the last back-to-back? What? Or was he going to be too? Oh, Steph was. Steph, Steph was. was. Sure. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. That's what I wanted to make sure. All right, Agu, I'm going to start with you this time. You're way too early pick for most improved player in the NBA. 
I'm going with a guy who got a new point guard that's going to give him a lot more points a game. I'm going with DeAndre Ayton. All right. Excellent pick. Excellent pick there. L, I'm going to go to you, man. We're going to go in reverse order here. You're uh, way too early, most improved pick. Oh, Lord. Hold on. Let me think. Let me think. Uh, All right. I'll, I'll let you think. Richie. Yeah. Most improved. So, uh, so I'm going to go with a guy who I think is going to get the award because he's going to see the biggest jump in playing time uh, in his current situation. And that is Hyamdu Diallo from the Oklahoma oh, City Thunder. I like that. Oh, man. You guys are dealing from the bottom of the deck here. This is no fair anymore. Well, you can tell <laughs> we spend a lot of our free time looking at this shit, man. Yeah. yeah. Hey, listen, man, right. Trust me, I, I, I understand. For those of uh, for those of you who have ever been at the C League Experience, let me tell you, as a former employee of the C League Experience, we watch a lot of baseball. You know, <laughs> yeah. we talk about some things. You want to know what we talk about? The people who come to see the C League Experience and baseball. All right, you know, same thing here. Okay, so I'm most ready. Improved, Go ahead, Al. Most I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. This is this is one his name was mentioned earlier and this is one of the young players that I feel like a lot of people are kind of sleeping on and um has the potential to be great. Shy Gildress Alexander. Ooh. His teammate. Yeah. He took teammates, brother. I like that. Yeah, that 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 I like his game. Man. Oh, I do too. I thought I thought the I thought the Thunder absolutely raped the Clippers on that deal. Yeah, I oh, like shit. his game. Bought him a drink, put the roofie in it, and then no, no holds barred, huh? <laughs> All right. They might rookie put two rookie of the year. All right, Melissa, man, whatever gets the job done, right? It's a Saturday night. All right. <laughs> All right, rookie of the year, Richie. Yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm going to make a new friend and a new fan in this pick because I think he's going to lead to his team getting a lot of wins. James Weissman, Golden State Okay. Warriors. okay. The Weissman. Agu, rookie of the year, way too early pick for rookie of the year. And don't worry, my friend, we will have you back later on in the season Hell so yeah. you can correct whatever tragic mistake you make right here. <laughs> I would love to come back and backtrack for you guys. I wouldn't backtrack for anybody else, man. Um I'm going with the guy that's going to have an identical rookie of the year season to Michael Carter Williams, LaMelo Ball. And I don't know if it's a good or bad thing, but it's going to be the same exact season that MCW had. Wow. That's, yeah. that's a bold claim. L. Um, Cena Goo stole my guy. <laughs> wow. Mark, it's going to be another 10 minute research. This is a big baller brand so rookie of the year. What I'm going to do, what big I'm gonna do is, brand, uh, because I was, was kind of in the air with him, even when we talked about it before. When, I know last time you guys had asked who I thought was going to be impactful upon the year, and I said LaMelo. Or, yeah, I said LaMelo. Um, but I also mentioned in that episode, I, I felt like the most, I mean, the, the, the perennial score. And, and had a good chance to just kind of come in and it be seamless. Man, I got to go with the number one pick, Anthony Edwards. Um, I mean, right now it just seems like he fits in that system, and um, he's around people that's going to, you know, get him, get him some, get him some buckets, man. Hey, as while we're on the topic, shout out to Oshkosh Bagash, Oshkosh North 
Tyrese Halley Burton from the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, if he can win it, I hope he does. I hope he has a huge impact for them. What a great, what a great pick. And he's been looking uh, good out there in Sacramento, man. That backcourt is nothing to be played with. Agreed. Fuck the Kings. Oh. <laughs> Coach of the year. There you go. I'm about to say it right now. I want to make sure everybody heard. I'm sorry. Mike check. Mike check. Fuck the Kings. All right. And the Hawks Coach for specific the reasons. Did you just say and the Hawks? Yeah, for the same reason. For the same reason, they get Chris, 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 can you cite him, man? Hold on, Chris. Can you can you come to me on Coach of the Year, please, just so I can get this out of the way? Fine, Richie, Coach of the Year. Lloyd Pierce. How do you like that one, Lloyd Pierce? Okay, okay. For the for getting the play in spot at number ten this year, he's going to get Coach of the Year, right? Any other losers you want to give it to, Richie? No, I, I, here's my thing. I, I don't, I, I think it'll end up going to somebody like Steve Nash just because it's his first year. They're going to win. But when I do coach of the year picks, I, I don't do it based off of what you should do, right? So I would never vote for Bill Belichick for coach of the year because his, the expectation right. of what the Patriots should be is so high. It, it's hard to, right. for him to match that. And so for me, I look at what coaches do in terms of, uh, getting that, that team to the next step, getting the team with what you have. Do you proceed or do you over, over succeed? Do you under fail? Right. And so for me, I, I thought the Hawks had arguably the best uh, off season uh, of anybody besides the Lakers in the NBA this year. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. I think that Atlanta with the young team they got, man, I, I, I like, uh, I like the Hawks and Lloyd Pierce. If they make a huge jump in win totals could end up getting that award. Uh, so, L, I'm gonna come to you. What do you got, man? Coach of the year. <sighs> you know something? I'm, I'm, it, it's two coaches that come to mind, and it's probably for the wrong reasons. But you know, because uh, PG decided to throw Doc Rivers underneath the bus, you know, coming to a new organization like Philly, I just feel like it, you know it's almost set up for him to like you know come back and win something like this, or. Possibly even Steve Nash with this situation in 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 Brooklyn. You know, um, Brooklyn is like the shiny new toy. They have all the players on the team, and they have the potential. And uh, we'll probably come back there on six man of the year too. So just kind of give me guys a FYI. <laughs> a glue. that brings us to you, brother. Um, I think in terms of shit talked about you versus how many wins you actually have. There's only one guy that qualifies as, like, the extreme version of that. It's Vogel, man. I mean, he should have won it last year, in my own opinion. Everyone was trashing that coaching hire. Frank. He did. He had done only good things in Indiana. Um, they brought him aboard. He does exactly what they want him to do. On offense, give the ball to LeBron and Anthony Davis and let them figure it out and build an elaborate plan for the defense. If they repeat as the first seed in the West, I don't see why he doesn't win it. I'll tell you who won't win coach of the year, and I don't even know his name. What's the coach for Indiana? Oh, God. <laughs> Bjork something, yeah. Yeah, Bjork. Hey, I'm going to tell you what, though. That dude is a Nick With Nurse. name like copy. Bjork, you were kind of screwed from the get-go. <laughs> what you say now, Richie? I mean, you say? I, I, said, I, just... I said, you be, I said they, they might not 
They might not be a championship team right now, but uh, he is a carbon copy of Nick Nurse. So I, I am what they so could ever. become yeah. scares me more so. so we'll ever. see. We'll see, though. <laughs> That's a big we'll I'm like, see. Jay-Z, we don't believe you. You need more people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. So now I want to, to – before we wrap up here, I got one final one for you here. The way too early NBA finals picks. And with that, I want to talk do Al, you're throwing it up, man. Who is it? Who you got, hey, baby? I'm not cursing us this year, man. I'm I'm not gonna have to play to the NBA guys. <laughs> who would you guys pick for so the sixth man of the year now that I'm back? A, now that I'm well, back, who got six, six man? man? I guess I, guess we I didn't can talk, we're talking NBA finals. Mellow, I think Mellow. Dinwiddie might be that. That's why, you know, I, I alluded okay. to like the six man, you know, staying in Brooklyn. Hey, who I like your it's, pick. He said Mellow. Logic, you said Dinwiddie. If uh, Melo averages 20 off the bench, they're going to give it to him. That's all they do. All they do is give it to guys that average 20 off the bench. Yeah, and so for that, for what you just said, I'm going with the repeat, man. Machazel Harrell. Oh, exactly okay. Because not only is he on a, That'd be so funny. He's not, not only is he on a better team, but he's surrounded by better talent, too. <laughs> if that's what you want to call talent. <laughs> NBA Finals pick of the year, Richie. <laughs> so, Maybe with what you got. So because Marquilio didn't want to put it out there, I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to curse it. I'm going to curse it, baby. L.A. Lakers, Milwaukee Bucks. Let's go. DX style, yeah. Chris. Go. You tell them. You DX tell them. style. <laughs> Milwaukee you Bucks, L.A. Lakers. Down. Unfortunately, I got the Kang coming out on the upper side of it, though. <laughs> It's hard. And I, and I have hard. to, I, this is the one category I am going to weigh in on, right? I've been total, I've got my wood paddling behind me for those of you who will see it here. I like my wood paddling. I strong, I stand strong behind the Bucks and what I think they're going to do in the finals. And I think, yeah, it's going to be LeBron. And that's why I worry about whether or not we've done enough to stop LeBron and AD because that is a beast. A goo. Bring it home for us, man. NBA Finals pick. You're way too early NBA Finals picks. I'm keeping the same energy as Richie. I'm going Lakers-Bucks. I mean, I, I don't see anybody in the East coming out besides us unless the Nets are who they say they are, which I'm not totally sold on. Uh, and nobody's beating the Lakers. I don't think there's a single chance. I don't think it gets more to, to six games in the West for the Lakers. Do the Lakers point. lose a game in the playoffs? I think that's the question um, we got to have. <laughs> I mean, they lost the first game of their series, what, every round? That was so weird, and they would just sweep them right after. Um, I'm saying they lose one or two. For the listeners at home that haven't read your book, uh, can you give me the title of that uh, type of sweep, Agu, please? Ah, yes. That's uh, what is typically referred to as the douchebag sweep, where you let the <laughs> other team win the first game of the series, and then you just win four straight right after just to fucking hurt them. I love that term, man. <laughs> Me gusta. <laughs> I'm about to say, right? No, you actually read that just, shit, though, Richie. Now I know you actually read that guys. shit. I'm going to say L.A. Lakers versus the Milwaukee Bucks, too. Yeah. If the, if the, if the Bucks can 
pull it off, I feel like it's like the Space Jam, you know, episode when we went against when they went against like the super team. So the Monstars. Oh, yeah. look at the that! Mon- we the could... Monstars, yeah. Hopefully, and you we know, converted but... L to the first all-time ES three ed agreement. Right? <laughs> it's going to be Lakers Bucks in the finals for the twenty twenty one season. With that, folks, we're going to wrap it up That's here. ES three ed. Oh snap! Knock on anything not like wood. Knock on your head, Richie. We know it works. All right. For all of our ES3 Ed listeners, we want to thank you for sticking with us on this NBA episode. We want to thank Agua Binez Baldor for joining us. If you thank haven't you, yet, please make sure to check out his book, Dynasty, The Rise and Fall of the Greatest Good Teams read. in NBA History. On You can get it now on Amazon. Look forward to bookstores near you, you, near you after the pandemic ends. We want to thank you for joining us, man. Or we hope you'll pandemic. come back. We want, right? No joke. Get it on your Kindle. New brother. Holidays coming around. You got that relative you don't like but needs a lesson. This is a book for you to buy, right? To, it's time to bring them up to speed. Right now, between this episode and that book, you can cover all your holiday needs at one here in the S3N crew. We're looking out for you. Might as well call us Santa Claus is how much we're taking care of you. Agu, I want to thank you again for coming out with us. We certainly hope that you'll join us again. For those of you in our listening audience, we want to remind you to hit that subscribe button, hit that follow button. If you haven't yet and you like our intro music, our outro music, make sure you check out Markilio's album. Uh, Al, best place to find your stuff? Pretty much any platform, man. Any platform where you can download music and upload music, um, whether I didn't even, like I always tell people, I didn't realize Napster was still doing music out there. So any platform, check it out on YouTube, Markelio, M-A-R-K-E-L-I-O, the album. If you haven't seen the video for Utopia Dreams yet, I certainly suggest you start there and then move up. He's got a great catalog there. Agu, looking for, enjoyed your book. Going to continue enjoying hearing more from you. And we and look where, forward where to they find you, you back here. Where can they find you? Uh, well, mainly is Twitter. I'm always tweeting uh, my sad thoughts about the NBA because they're often sad. <laughs> uh, just at Agu Ibanez Baldor. Just type it how you see it. You'll find me. Uh, my mom likes all my tweets, so you'll see at least one <laughs> like on every single one. Bless. <laughs> I appreciate you all having me on. This was like so much fun, honestly. I appreciate you, brother. Well, we're glad you you enjoyed it. From all of us here at the ES3N Network, that is the Essential Sports Network, hosted by three essential workers. You know we love having our guest host. We want to thank Gua Benyas Beldor for joining us today, and certainly keep a lookout for his book, Dynasty, again. That's Dynasty, the Rise and Fall of the Greatest Teams in NBA History, available on Amazon now, soon coming to a retailer near you. All right, and make sure to comment below. You can catch us at the Essential Sports Network, the number three at gmail.com. If you've got suggestions for a show or interested in booking, we'll be happy to help you out. From all of us here, gentlemen, we'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.